This is the Action Network Podcast. And this one is good. All right, here we go. From the 10, throwing end zone. Spectacular catch. They're saying it's a catch. Touchdown. You see, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? <laughs> and we are underway. Welcome to the Action Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Anderson, and this is another episode of Strong Side Fridays. I'm here as always with Raheem Palmer, getting you ready for some week five NFL action. It is a new month, so we are trying out some new segments today. We're going to jump right into our picks and hopefully get you a few more plays. And then we'll finish with a new look ahead segment that we are really excited about at the end. Raheem, can you believe it's already week five? Yeah, time is flying, man. It is what it is, man. I'm just ready <laughs> to keep it, keep it moving. Enjoy this NFL season while it's here. But fortunately, we got an extra week this year. That's true. And uh, NBA is coming soon. Raheem and I cover NBA extensively, so make sure to watch for all of our articles and picks on the app. Raheem's had a couple articles up already this week on how to bet the NBA season. Uh, make sure to follow us at the Buckets podcast feed, also right here in the Action Network podcast network. We are on Wednesdays and Fridays there. Don't forget to download the award-winning app if you haven't yet. You know the drill. As always, odds today are from BetMGM, the official odds provider of the Action Network podcast. Let's get down to business and make some week five picks. Let's get down, let's get down to business. So our first segment is called It's a Trap. And this is all about our professional batter Raheem sniffing out the trappiest trap that the books have set that week and going the other way on it. Make us some money. So this is a spot to fade the public, maybe go pros versus Joes. So Raheem, what trap are you avoiding this week? I'm avoiding the Los Angeles Chargers. I mean, this is probably going to be probably the biggest public spot of the week. Everybody saw the Los Angeles Chargers. They won back-to-back divisional games against the Kansas City Chiefs. They come back on Monday Night Football and they defeat the Las Vegas Raiders. And now they got the, the lowly Browns, who just was able to beat the Minnesota Vikings on the road by seven points. But for me, this is the spot to play the Browns. I think the Chargers are being overvalued here. They're laying two and a half points publicly pushing this line all the way from minus one to two and a half. And I think this should be a pick them or the Browns should be a short favorite at best. I mean, when you look at Justin Herbert, he's a star in the making, but this will be the best defense in which the Chargers have faced this season. The, the Cleveland Browns were third in football outsiders defensive DVOA. They're second in success rate and second in drop back success rate. Looking at this, this is the Chargers opponents, they faced the Washington football team, Dallas Cowboys, the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Las Vegas Raiders. Those are teams that ranked 28th, 10th, 32nd, and 15th in defensive DVOA. You would never guess the Cowboys are the best defense on that list, according to DVOA. Nevertheless, the Browns, they should present a challenge for Herbert. And when you look at this Chargers offense, they haven't been as great as they seem. I mean, they just 11th in success rate. They've really made their living on third down where they converted 50% of their attempts, which is 10% over expectation. On the other side of the ball, the Browns, they should be able to find some success with Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. This is Chargers defense, which is 30th in Russian success rate. The, the Raiders couldn't get the ground game going, but I expect the Browns to be able to run, this, run the ball all game. And if Baker can make a few plays, I think the Browns win this game. 
Yeah, the run game to me is the big thing here because I loved the Chargers both the last two weeks. Loved them against the Chiefs, loved them against the Raiders. It's a matchup thing. You got to play the matchup each week. And we talked about Brandon Staley, that too high defense. It's all about dropping the safeties deep and forcing you to check down and beat them with the run game. Guess what? The Browns are more than happy to beat you in the run game. And next week, the Chargers play the Ravens also. So much as we are high on the Chargers right now, this is not the time to be investing in LA futures because I think this could be a really rough spot in the schedule. you got the two run heaviest teams in the league with the Browns and Ravens up next. It's just the wrong matchup for them. you got to play the matchup. We like them in a matchup where teams were pass heavy. Now we have the, you know, the Browns are number two in run DVOA attack and the Chargers are number 25 in run DVOA defense. So it's a huge mismatch. It will be with the Ravens next week as well. If you're in on Herbert, if you're in on the Chargers or Staley for coach of the year, we are too. We like them. Don't do it right now. This is not the time for it. I love the Browns here. I agree. I think that they should be a favorite. Would you play the money line here? I'm seeing it as high as plus 115, or do you just want to take the points? I would take both. I mean, I think you can you can split your wager. A lot of times what I like to do sometimes is I'll, like, I'll grab the points, but then I'll also grab the money line as well. So I think you can't go wrong with either. Yeah, and we know, too, we've talked about this a lot. Short underdogs have been killing it this season. They're 14 and 8 against the spread now. Uh, short underdogs being three points or less, and all 14 teams I covered want. So that's another reason to like the Browns here. Those short dogs have been especially good on the road. So love that one. Our next segment is called Favorite Favorite. So this is me. I just can't help myself. I love to bet favorites. They're favorite for a reason, after all. But obviously, betting too many favorites can be a fool's errand. But a lot of them do win and cover. So favorite favorite is exactly what it sounds like. It's just my favorite, favorite bet of the week. And this week, I'm going to talk about one that we already hit on the hot read last week. I still love the Tennessee Titans minus four at Jacksonville Jaguars. They were minus three on the hot read. Grab them then. Still more than happy to play the Titans at minus four. Sunday morning before the Titans played their game, they were touchdown favorite, a full seven points. And then they played the Jets. And they lost, and everyone has overreacted. Oh, no, the Jaguars are bad, but so are the Titans. They're all terrible. No, the Titans aren't bad. They had 93 plays to the 60 for the Jets. They picked up 30 first downs, even without AJ or Julio. The problem is this made a ton of mistakes. 5 of 19 on third down, 2 of 5 in the red zone, almost 100 penalty yards, 7 sacks. You're not going to make all those mistakes every week. I don't think the Titans are good. They're just not terrible either. The Jaguars are terrible. They're 31st in DVOA. They're 30th on defensive DVOA. The Titans are going to move the ball on this team. Derrick Henry destroys the Titans, or sorry, destroys the Jaguars. Uh, over the last five games against Jacksonville, he's run for 740 rushing yards and nine touchdowns. So that's almost two touchdowns a game. Tennessee has won seven of eight against Jacksonville, and four of those wins are by 21 or more points. So this is a team the Titans have absolutely dominated recently. And the Jaguars are worse than ever. This Urban Meyer thing, complete disaster. Somehow every three days, this dude is back on my timeline, making news for some other terrible thing. It sure feels like the team is quitting on him. I wonder if he's going to quit first on the team before they let him. Like, you, you can't break up with me. I broke up with you. Like, it, it, it's a mess. The Jaguars are going to London next week, and I fear that they might just leave Urban Meyer behind once they get there. I think the Titans roll on this one. Oh, yeah. When you look at the Titans last week, I mean, they really outplayed the Jets. They, they had 90 plays. I guess my only concern for this is that Mike, 
Mike Verbal really doesn't perform well in the role of a favorite, a role favorite at that. That's my only concern. And then obviously the Titans are 26 in defensive EPA per play. So the Jaguars are going to be able to get something going. It's a tough spot for me, but I totally understand it, especially with all the turmoil going on with Jacksonville. Yeah, Jacksonville has run the ball pretty well. So, and Tennessee has been uh, not so great in the first half. So if you do play here, don't be surprised if it stays close-ish until halftime. But Henry has worn defenses down, and that's where the Titans are at their best in the second half. So if you want to wait to play it live, you might even be able to get an even number or a plus money line uh, if the Jaguars do get a bit of a lead. But Tennessee is not great, but they're not the 26th best team. They're still the class of the division, whatever that's worth to anyone. So. I think they find a way to take care of business here. The Action Network podcast is proudly presented by BetMGM. And to celebrate the 2021 NFL season, BetMGM is offering a great sign-up offer for our listeners, a $1,000 risk-free first bet. You just open an account at BetMGM and make your first deposit. Then make your first bet. If that bet wins, the money is yours. And if your bet doesn't win, BetMGM will refund you in free bets up to $1,000. It's that simple. To get started, just click on the link in this episode description. BetMGM has been a great podcast partner, and they've got all the best features for NFL betting, like live betting and daily odds boosts. Plus, BetMGM is compatible with our BetSync technology, so when you place a wager at BetMGM, that bet can automatically be tracked in your action app. So open an account today and make your first bet risk-free up to $1,000. Just click on the link in this episode description to get started. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Michigan, New Jersey, Colorado, Indiana, West Virginia, Iowa, Virginia, Tennessee, Nevada, or Pennsylvania. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and Nevada. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan. 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Or 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia. BetSync not available in Nevada. Thanks so much for listening. Let's get back to the show. Uh, All right. Up next, it's a little segment that we are calling Tease Me, Please Me. So Raheem puts out a video every week with his top teaser play. And I know, Raheem, your picks have been killing it this season. So before you do your play this week, how would you explain a teaser to someone who's never played one before? Okay. A teaser is where you take two or more wagers and you combine it into one and you can manipulate the point spread by adding or subtracting points to generate more value for your wager. So one of the the legs of the teaser that I like is the Baltimore Ravens. We're going to tease that down from minus seven to minus one, which means that they only got to win by two points. They win by one, you push. That's one of the things that you want to look at the rules of your sports book Obviously, there are some offshore places where they count a push as a loss. There's some other sports books to where you could actually lose one leg of your teaser. And if you push one leg, you still get your money back. So you always want to go to those certain books that has those rules that are favorable to you. So my two team teaser, obviously, is the Baltimore Ravens minus seven. We're going to tease that down to one. And then we're going to go with. The Cleveland Browns, actually the teaser that I gave out earlier was the Minnesota Vikings. We were teasing that down from minus seven and a half to minus one and a half, but that's moved up to nine now. 
the thing with these teasers is that oftentimes when you see some of these big favors, they actually put teaser protection on them. And what that means is that you'll see a line that's in the seven or eight range and they'll push it up to nine or 10 because teasing down from nine and a half to three isn't, it's not as valuable as teasing down from seven and a half or eight and a half or seven down to below a field goal. So I had to remove the Minnesota Vikings for the sake of this episode. But if you catch my teaser videos every single week, you would have got the Minnesota Vikings under a field goal. It's too late for that now. That number's moved. So we're going to tease the Cleveland Browns from plus two up through plus eight. You're crossing off those key numbers of six and seven. And we're going to tease that with the Baltimore Ravens. And they just have to win. Yeah. So just let's talk real quick about the key numbers. We've explained that before, but when when you are teasing, what are what are the numbers in particular that you're looking to cross uh, to try to get over some of those to to get the right teasers in play for you? There's a book called Sharp Sports Betting by Stanford Wong, and he broke down a lot of the teaser rules. So what you're looking to do is you're looking to tease road underdogs or home underdogs plus one, plus one and a half plus two, plus two and a half up through the key numbers of three, six, and seven. And you're looking to tease home favors down from six to a pick them, seven down to minus one. You don't want to tease games with a total over 49. At the time that Ron actually wrote the book, the NFL wasn't as high as scoring. So now we have a lot more higher scoring games. So I tend to break that rule from time to time. Yeah. So the higher the score is the less valuable, the six points are that you're buying. So that makes sense there. And yeah, you want to tease those teams, either the six or seven points to get it down to a money line, basically. So instead of winning by a field goal or a touchdown, you just need to win. So that's the upside of betting on the favorite. And then the flip side is the underdog, rather than it being a close dog, you're getting them. So where they can keep it close cover by a field goal, cover by a touchdown, and you still are winning your side of the teaser there. So yeah, I had a Minnesota Dallas teaser that I liked earlier this week. And then those lines are moving and, you know, the books know that this is the teaser play. And so they're going to move those lines up. So make sure to get the teasers early in the week. That's where there's a good value before the lines move. Cause if you're getting a six point value and then the line moves two or three points as well, you're getting a closing line value of almost like 10 points on some of these, if you get a good, good pick in there. So a lot of value on teasers. Have you, have your teaser videos been four now this season? We're actually, I think we're three and one. All right. That's we lost a week with um, Pittsburgh and the Raiders. I had, to, uh-huh. I had the Pittsburgh Steelers. I thought it was a bad spot for the Raiders coming off the Monday night football game. And the Steelers just aren't it. <laughs> they are not. So I realized this week that I have somehow talked myself into betting on the Steelers all four times this season, even though we dumped on them the entire preseason. So I got to get out. I got to get out of there. All right. Uh, up next, Raheem knows I love my long shots. So our next segment is called Upset Special. The premise here is simple. Every week, I will make my case for my favorite money line underdog that I think can win outright. So obviously, we're not going to win every week. That's what the plus juice is for. However, week one, Jags over Texans. Week two, Titans over Seahawks. Week three, Chargers over Chiefs. And then last week, Jets over Titans. So we are rolling right now. My underdog this week, I couldn't find a super long underdog that I really believe in. It's a little shorter this week, but I am fading a team that everybody loves to bet on. I'm fading the Kansas City Chiefs at home on Sunday night. I'm backing the Buffalo Bills. So 
it's not often that we get to play in our upset special, the team that I think is the best team in the NFL right now. That's Buffalo. The defense has been absolutely killing it. They are the number one DVO defense. They have two shutouts in the last two weeks. Granted, just, you know, not, not the greatest opponents, but shutouts nonetheless. It's hard to get a shutout in the NFL against anyone. Their numbers are absurdly off the charts right now. We, look, we know Mahomes is great. We know the Chiefs are great. They're the number one DVO offense. So we have the best offense against the best defense. On defense, the Bills right now are averaging negative 0.341 EPA per play when the opponent passes. That is a ridiculous number. It's so far ahead of every other opponent. Basically, what that tells you is every three times, look, passing is positive. Passing helps your team, right? Not when you play the Bills. Um, when you play the Bills, every three times you try to pass, you lose a point. That's not good. That's, that's not what you want your team to do is every three times you try to, you know, first down, second down, third down passes. Oh, we're down a point now. It's not a great trend for your team. Uh, the Chiefs offense, for perspective, normally gains a point of value every four passes. That's best in the league. So the Bills defense is shredding right now. It's going to be a great matchup. Obviously, the Chiefs won't have a number one looking offense and the Bills won't have a number one looking defense. It's going to be somewhere in the middle. Why I like this game is actually the other side of the ball because we've got one more outlier and that's the Chiefs defense. They're dead last in DVOA. They're historically bad on defense right now. Their pass defense is averaging 0.422 EPA per play. So every time an opponent runs a pass play, every two and a half plays, they're gaining a point on the Chiefs in that scenario. So last week, the Chiefs finally won and covered against the Eagles. Everyone kind of exhaled. Okay. Oh, good. The Chiefs, the team that we thought is finally back. They weren't that great. Philadelphia, who has not been a good offense. Philadelphia, who struggles to even score more than once outside of garbage time. They made six trips into the red zone last week. They just didn't convert once they got there. But I think the Bills are actually something of a better version of, of Philadelphia. They got a running quarterback in Josh Allen, but who can really dial it up deep. They've got great receivers in Diggs and Sanders. The Chiefs have allowed 19 trips into the red zone already, which is tied for most in the NFL. So I think the Bills are the better team here. It's at Arrowhead, but I think that this line at two and a half or three is the book saying, come on, it's just Mahomes at home by a field goal. You got to take the Chiefs, right? It's a trap. Josh Allen is 14-6-2 and two against the spread as an underdog, 70% hit rate. He's 11-4-1 in toss-up games with three points or less. Short underdogs are killing it this season. I like the Bills. This is a real pivot spot for the Chiefs. Win this game, and they go to 3-2. and two. They might be back atop the division. They are 3-2 and two with the Bills with a tie break. They don't, and we have to have some serious conversations here. I think the conversations are coming. What do you think? I think you're totally tripping. You're crazy. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why. Look, the Kansas City Chiefs, they have two losses. They came against the Baltimore Ravens and the Los Angeles Chargers. In those games, they lost a turnover margin 6-2, to two, including a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire fumble at the end of the fourth quarter before they can kick the potential game-winning field goal. Like, they literally got into the red zone four times against the Chargers and turned the ball over. Look, this – this Buffalo Bills defense, they're not nearly as good as, like, what their numbers say. They played the 32nd-ranked schedule of opposing offenses. They faced Davis Mills, Jacoby Brissett. Tua got knocked out in the first half. Taylor Henneke, the current washed-up Larry Holmes, flabby and sick version of Ben Roethlisberger. 
Like Mahomes is like 10 steps ahead of all of those guys. Matt Milano was out for this game. So they already didn't have an answer for Travis Kelsey last season. How are they going to stop him now with no Matt Milano? Tyreek Hill, look, this chief offense is first in, in offensive efficiency. They're first in EPA per play. They're second in offensive success rate behind the Cowboys. The, the Buffalo Bills have no prayer of stopping this Chiefs offense. For the Bills to win or cover this game, they would need to put up 40 points. And that's what we've seen all year. Look, last year, on the road, the Chiefs were laying five and a half to the Buffalo Bills. Now they're just laying two and a half. I think this is an overreaction. Everybody saw the Buffalo Bills go out there and win by 40 last week. It's not happening here. Mahomes under the field goal. This is the gift of all gifts. I know it sounds square, but I think you have to take it. Obviously, if there was some three and a half, the three and a half in the market, I understand taking the Bills. But at this current price, I would not touch the Bills at all. I think you need to jump on the Chiefs. What's really funny is that we shifted around our segments this week and we got rid of our take me on because we could never find the right game that was a marquee game that we were head to head on. And here we go. We found it by accident. We're back head to head. <laughs> I believe in the Bills here. I believed in the Chargers against the Chiefs a couple weeks ago when that was crazy also and they got the win. I think that this game will be close. And if it's close, here's what that means. Either Patrick Mahomes is on the field against a Bills defense that's very good and that that can have a chance against them, or Josh Allen is on the field against a Chiefs defense that can't stop anyone. So I like my chances there. I think that it's – I'm not saying that I love my chances, but I think that at least I have a shot here. I think the Bills are in the game. The Chiefs before last week had played in 10 straight uh, one-score games uh, other than a Week 17 game. So we're probably going to be close here. The Chiefs' defense lets opponents hang around. This might be a spot where we remember what Brian Dable is doing with his Bills offense, and they really dial up some big plays. Also, the Chiefs love to get down early. They've had a hard time getting out of the gates, and the Bills have the sort of offense that could put up 14, 21 points in a hurry. I know. So they did in the playoffs last year, too. It didn't help them that much. But I think this is a worse version of these Chiefs. It's a better version of the Bills. I'm excited to see it play out. It's our Sunday night game. So when you next hear from us Sunday night, this will probably be the one that we are leading off with. But our newest segment, our last one that we've been dying to do is the look ahead. So everyone's excited. We're all talking about the Sunday games this week, but sharp batters are already looking ahead to next week, week six's games. This is the week six look ahead. So on Sunday every week, Raheem and I give our hot read games for the following week. We're going to go one step further. On Fridays, we're going to close out with our look ahead. We're going to try to grab some value on a line for next week's games that probably won't be there by even Sunday night when we get to our hot read. So Raheem, we're doing one look ahead pick each. Who are you taking for your first look ahead for week six? All right, I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys minus one against the New England Patriots. They're on the road next week. I really think this number is short. I make this around two and a half, three. This Patriots offense with Matt Jones is not going to be able to keep up with the Cowboys. You got a Cowboys offense, which is first in success rate. They're successful 56% of the time. They're pretty much the mirror in image of the Kansas City Chiefs. They have a prolific offense. And we all know if you've got a prolific offense, defense, it matters, but it doesn't matter on the same level that it did in, in the NFL previously. I think this Cowboys defense is, they're not the pushovers that they were last year. You know, Trayvon Diggs is just out there. He's showing that he can, he can defend. He's getting interceptions any week. 
Mika Parsons is balling. I, I just think this they have too much firepower for this Patriots team. So that's where I'm going with this. This line will probably be two and a half, three next week, especially if the Cowboys go out there and handle business. Yeah, the only reason that I'm hesitant on this one, this was actually the first pick that caught my eye as well because it seems like such an obvious spot for Dallas. The mm-hmm. only thing is New England plays the Texans this week, so they might win by 20, 30 points and absolutely blow out the Texans and and trick books into actually sliding this line even further in the wrong direction. If it gets to plus one, we might get in a really great Dallas teaser territory as well. So this to me was a, a pick that I thought might end up a hot read, where if the line moves even more in the wrong direction, that, you know, it's one that we might come back to Sunday night, but definitely looks like a good spot for Dallas. It's hard to see New England scoring enough to keep up with them there. Uh, For my look-ahead pick, I am going to go with Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers on the road in Chicago. Right now, Packers are minus four and a half. That line is kind of in the no zone. Like, you know, why, why grab it now? Well, here's the reason. The Bears are playing in Las Vegas this weekend. And I think that there's a chance that that game ends up looking a lot like the last road game for the Bears when they went to Cleveland. And you have a rough road environment. Vegas has been a great home field. The fans are loud. And it's hard to get your snap count right, hard to get your offensive line in order. And the Bears line has been terrible. The Raiders have Ngakwe and Crosby tearing it up on pass rush. It's on the road. I think it's a rough spot for fields, even with the better play calling it's a sort of game where you could rack up a ton of sacks. The Bears could look really ugly. And if they do, then this four and a half line quickly goes to six or seven. And now you have to pay for the whole touchdown. Green Bay is going to win in Chicago because they always do. The Packers have won 19 out of 22 against the Bears. Like Aaron Rodgers wins so much here in Chicago. They're going to have to build a statue here to celebrate him when he retires. So 19 wins. They've covered this line 17 out of 19 times. So the games aren't even close. Packers always win. And look, it's even a win-win scenario. I like Green Bay against the Bengals this weekend. So if they win, then we're going to inflate it because the Bengals beat the three and one, or the, the Packers beat the three and one Bengals. Hooray. If they lose, then it'll be like, oh, well, let's inflate it. The Packers aren't going to lose two in a row. They're going to kill the Bears. Either way, this line is going up. It's going to be a touchdown easily by next week. So I'm going to grab the Packers minus four and a half at the Bears. I always got to trust the Packers against the Bears. So I'm with you. All right, before we get you out of here for the weekend, we're going to hit you with one for the road. Simple as it sounds, just one more pick, any sort of pick, futures, spread, total, props, whatever we like, anything for you to keep your eye on. I don't have one today, so Raheem, you've got one left for us. What is your one for the road? I'm going to New Orleans Saints minus two. Look, they're headed into their bye week. I like to take teams headed into their bye week, especially veteran teams, teams with good coaches. And they're facing a Washington football team who has a defense who might had the most overrated unit in football. A lot of people expected this unit with Chase Young and Montez Sweat to just go out there and dominate. But this team is just 29th in points allowed. They're giving them 30.5 points per game. They're 29th in EPA per play, 20th in success rate, 30th in dropback EPA. The Saints are going to find whatever they need offensively in this game. I know they didn't get Kamara involved too much last week. And I think they do so this week. So I think Jameis has a big game. But more importantly, the Washington football team, they got the injury bug this week. Logan Tom- Thomas is out with a hamstring injury. Pro Bowl guard Brandon Sheriff suffered a sprain MCL. Curtis Samuels banged up. They got other wide receivers banged up. And I, I just don't see Taylor Haneke doing to the Saints what he did with the Falcons defense last, last week. Saints are, are fourth in EPA per play on defense, fifth in success rate on defense. Saints go out there and win this game. 
Yeah, the Saints ended up being the elite defense in this game, not Washington, which is not necessarily what we expected a month ago. Sean Payton, 31 and 20 against the spread after a loss, 61% cover rate. So in a toss up here, you have to go with the one thing you can trust. That's not Jameis. That's not Heineke. It is the Saints defense. So I like them here. And that is a good one to, to close out our week on. So that is going to wrap it up today at the Action Network podcast. Make sure to download the Action Network app. Please rate, subscribe, and review the podcast as well. Check out Stucky and Raybon's full slate preview and betting six-pack if you haven't yet. Raheem and I will be back first thing Monday morning to run through all the action from week five to gloat about all the great picks that we just gave you today. For Raheem Palmer, I'm Brandon Anderson, and this has been the Action Network podcast. Enjoy your weekend.